What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Fino's Rant. I'm your host, Fino, Anthony Serafino, host of The Pact on Mondays from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. on WDBM East Lansing. You're getting a special piece of online content today. Fino's Rant will come on on a sparing basis, so stay with us. But today we do have a big rant for you planned. And I mean a big rant. And I am very upset. And I'm quite ticked off and pissed off about it because a lot of people seem not to care. But guess what Fino does, per usual? When does he not care, right? Sports issues, whatever it needs be, Fino is there breaking it down. But, as you know, yesterday, or what it was, Tuesday, 4 p.m. game, Belgium versus the United States in the FIFA 2014 World Cup in Brazil. The United States played the Belgians and lost. 2-1 in extra time. Now, I had a prediction for a score in that game. I said it was going to be 2-1 United States. Well, I got it backwards. 2-1 Belgium was the final result. And realistically, the United States had no chance of winning the game. I thought the United States, the United States rather, had a great chance going into this game and had an ability to win the game. But they showed me nothing yesterday. They showed me nothing on Tuesday that the United States could even compete in this game. But what did the U.S. do to show me that they could compete? Absolutely nothing. They did nothing. And why? You're being, oh, Fino, you're being too harsh. But I believe that we can win, right? All the people saying, I believe, I believe, I believe that, I believe that we will, I believe that we will win. Yeah, sure. Hashtag whatever you want to have. Hashtag one N, one T, one nation, one team. Hashtag USMNT. All the haters, all the soccer lovers, leave the soccer to us. Leave the soccer to people that care. Because guess what? I don't want fans in the United States that just watch World Cup. I don't want people like that. You're with us or you're against us all year, every year. All game, all year, every week, every month, stick with the United States. Don't just watch the World Cup just for, okay, I'm going to watch a little bit because it's World Cup, you know, it's like a lot of fun. No, we don't want that. And then I have to listen to the crap that I see on Twitter, trying to dissect the game like you know it all, like you watch every game, like every piece of qualifying game, like you were the ones watching the 8 nothing defeats at, Q- at the hands of the Cubans. You never saw that. You never saw the United States demolish Belize in a gold cup that Chris Wondolowski had a hat trick and it played exceptionally in that gold cup. You had no idea that Wando at one point was leading gold cup play in goals. You had no idea, but you were very quick to judge Chris Wondolowski on this one chance in front of goal. Very quick to judge Chris Wondolowski, and I'm sick of it. I'm totally sick of it because I see people, oh, Ah, oh, Fino, you should have put that in, bro. Were you not watching the game? I thought you were a soccer guy. Yeah, I am a soccer guy. I do watch the game in front of me. But there was a lot of things on that game that I didn't like from the United States. It was not one player's fault. It was the team's fault. Tim Howard said it. Record-setting performance, 16 saves. Dakota Johnson here at WDBM, our assistant video director, let me know. He goes, Fino, did you know that at one point briefly following the defeat, in the game, it was actually an insane notice that Tim Howard was actually listed as the Secretary of State on Wikipedia. So thank you, Dakota Johnson, for letting me know that. I did not know that. So props to Dakota and a shout-out here on the Fino's rant. I still got a big thing here. I still got a big thing that I'm upset about. Tactically, the United States was not prepared to play this game. I don't care what Larry Klinsman is saying. I don't care what the fans are saying. 
I don't care what Sunil Gulati, president of the U.S. Soccer Federation, is saying. The United States was not prepared to play Belgium on Tuesday. Period. They did not look good. They did not look competitive. But I will give the United States some credit. And I'm not done ranting about Wando, by the way. I'm not. I'll get to that in a second. But I'm just, my, my thoughts are scattered. I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of explaining these things to these fans. I'm sick and tired of it. It's unbelievable. These guys are running their ass off all day. And then we have to sit there and look at you and think you know all about the game of soccer. You know nothing. You know absolutely nothing about the game of soccer. Stick to your position. Know your role, Boulevard. I'm totally sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it that we're here judging the United States for what exactly is going on in this game. I'm sick and tired of it. Fans don't know what is going on in the game. And I don't mean American Outlaw fans. I don't mean Sam's Army fans. I don't mean the diehards. This go, you know who you are. Do not judge the team for this World Cup's performance. No one gave them a freaking chance to get out of their group. And guess what? They get out of the group. Big F you to the haters. I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of explaining it. Guys are playing their ass off. And we're going there criticizing. Tim Howard... Record-setting performance for the kid. And I say the kid, he's 35 years old. One of the best goalies in the EPL, English Premier League. Arguably, I think he's the best goal in the EPL. Sorry. But find me one national team in that World Cup that had a better backup than the United States. United States backup, another start in the EPL, English Premier League. Brad Guzan of Aston Villa. But, oh, it's okay, because half of you soccer posers that think you know about the game of soccer don't even know what I'm talking about. Go back to your house on Know Your Role Boulevard because I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of explaining myself to these fans. Most importantly, the Chris Wondolowski issue. I'll go back to that now. Just getting a lot of things off my chest here, here on Fino's Rant. Strictly recorded from the studios of WDBM East Lansing, 88.9 FM. You can listen to this rant on 89 Impact. Look at our website too as well. Back to explaining my rant. So that's where you can find the podcast when it's all said and done. But I'm sick and trying to explain this. I'm sick and tired of it. Chris Wondolowski was onside. Whether the AR assistant referee thought he was not, Chris Wondolowski was onside. Now, Chris Wondolowski did miss that chance. Let's just say Chris Wondolowski makes that goal. Knight State's up 1-0. Late minutes of the game. They're leading the Belgians. I could see it. United States. Argentina. Boom. Big headlines. I already saw quarterfinals. And the Swiss played the Argentinians very well in that game. And I'll give another shout-out to Jonathan Yales. Our director of content strategy here, WDBM, he said, hey, Fino, watch out. Switzerland has the best back line in the World Cup. I told him, John, you're freaking crazy. I don't like the Swiss at all. They're too neutral in everything they do. World War II, neutral. Just neutral. They just, oh, they collect all the cat. Yeah, yeah, it's Swiss francs. FIFA's very quick. Yeah, yeah. You are fine in Swiss francs. Yeah, what is that in American dollars? Because the United States doesn't understand that. They're too parochial. What is first? It's dollars or nothing. But anyway, shout out to John Yales for that. But I'm just totally sick and tired that the United States and its fans are not giving credit to the team. And more importantly, Chris Wondolowski. Because if you look at Chris Wondolowski, where he has come from, you don't know. Because you don't even know where his club team is half of you guys. Plays for San Jose, the guy's a poacher. A pure nine on the, midf- uh, pure nine on the field. I was going to say midfield. Could play midfield, but that's not his role. He's a pure nine, so he's a striker, a poacher. He's very similar to a Matt Brown on Lands United. Taps it in, right place, right time. That's what Wando does for this team. Strictly, that's what he does. But you want to sit here 
and look at this and analyze the team and say this team didn't do good enough for you? Seriously? You want to sit here and tell me that? Not buying it. Not buying it. And the reason why I'm coming out with a rant for you guys this week is I don't want to sit tired and explain myself on the pact on Monday nights and sit and look at you or listen to you and say these things. Don't bother. Don't call in. Don't even let me know. Because quite frankly, I don't want to hear it. I just don't. Chris Wondolowski was onside. The assistant referee ruled him offsides. Okay? So even if Chris Wondolowski would have made that chance, goal. Like I said, United States up over Belgium, one nothing. Big effort. Boom. Wow. Headlines. Wouldn't have mattered. Because he was ruled offsides. And improperly, too. Without a doubt, Chris Wondolowski was onside. And guess what? If he would have scored that and he would have been ruled offside, which he was, it would have been hypocrisy. It would have been an outcry. It would have been pandemonium. U.S. would have burned that stadium to the ground. The sad part is about Brazil, it wouldn't have, if that stadium was burned down, it would have been in the worst area. It would not be the worst area of Brazil. Anyway, that's the sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of explaining myself about the game. So, Wando, don't blame Chris Wondolowski. Wando did his job. He held possession late in the game against Ghana. He gets it in this game. He did solid. Made some solid runs. What about Kyle Beckerman? Oh, oh, you should have heard and listened, and I watched the haters. Why is Kyle Beckerman on this team? He plays for an MLS team. What experience does he have? Never been in any World Cups. This guy is 32 years old. Give me a freaking break. Kyle Beckerman was one of the most impressive performers in this World Cup. And the United States should not hang their head on his performance, nor they should, nor they would. Kyle Beckerman was absolutely exceptional. I loved him. No opponents were giving him anything up the middle. Against Ghana, nothing up the middle. Against Portugal, nothing up the middle. Tyler Twelman and ESPN, the color analyst, along with Ian Dark, during the United States games, all four of them on ESPN, he made a great point. Kyle Beckerman is so smart, he can properly foul someone. Exactly that. Foul you at the perfect time and not get anything away from it. Because that's what he does. He is exceptional. He will foul you at the perfect time and know when to get away with it. And he did that. He gave nothing to opponents up the middle. That is smart soccer, my friends. Great soccer. Fouling you poaching the ball at the perfect time, and he gave nothing. He didn't, not only did he not allow anything in the midfield, he was exceptional, he held possession, he doled it out to when they were in that diamond formation. Kyle Beckerman, to me, gets an A+. And if he is not on these friendlies coming up, United States has a friendly in September against the Czech Republic. I expect him to be on that roster. United States has a friendly in, I believe, November against Russia. I expect him to be on that roster. That is all that's planned, but you know a Gold Cup, 2015 Gold Cup for the United States, is coming up. Kyle Beckerman should be on that roster, as should the greatest player in U.S. men's soccer history, Landon Donovan. That's for later in the rant. Oh, but to you soccer haters, you wouldn't know about the Gold Cup. You wouldn't know about the Confederation Cup. You wouldn't even know the United States has been invited to Copa America in 2016, let alone we're hosting the tournament. First time the United States has ever been in Copa America. It's the equivalent of the South American Euro. Big freaking deal, guys. The United States has three summers. You're, there's a reason why that 
Jurgen Klinsmann was extended prior to this World Cup. 2018 got the extension via Sunil Gulati, U.S. Soccer Federation. Do you know why he was extended? United States has three big tournaments leading up to that World Cup in 2018 in Russia. Yes, United States, I believe, will go to the, at least the quarterfinals in that tournament. I said I had the United States not getting out. I'm sorry, not getting out of the round of 16. And I was right. I had them losing to Belgium. Even though I wanted them to win, I had them losing to Belgium. Shout out to Lynn Tarico on the drive with Jack Ebling. She does sales for us over there. She, yay, she goes, Fino, you're my go-to soccer guy. What's the score of this game? I told her 2-1 United States. Extra time. I got, like I mentioned in the beginning of the rant, I got that backwards. My big thing was, in my bracket, I did not have the United States getting out of the round of 16. Fino, you are right again. The biggest thing here is you soccer haters wouldn't know that Jurgen Klinsmann was extended because of the Copa America in 2016. United States is expected to do very well in that. 2015 CONCACAF Gold Cup. Oh, Fino, we won the 2013 one. Should be really easy, right? Folks, CONCACAF is not a joke region. I cannot say that any more robotic. It's not a joke region. Look at what Costa Rica is doing. If you would have told me, Fino, who will be the last remaining CONCACAF team in the World Cup, in this World Cup, there's no way I would have told you Costa Rica. But look at what Brian Ruiz is doing. Seriously? Brian Ruiz? Whoa. Big time skipper there for the Costa Rican men's national team, and he's doing a hell of a job. The point is, if you would have sat me down, you put a gun to my face and said, Fino, Costa Rica is going to be the last team in the World Cup. Deal with it. would have told you. You might as well put that bill into my head. There's no way I will believe you. And guess what? Hats off to Costa Rica and what they're doing. The Mexicans, again, are eliminated in the round of 16, but they represent CONCACAF very well. They played 87 very solid minutes against a Dutch team. Robin, whoa. A page out of the Italian soccer Bible. Flopping galore. That's the one thing I respect about the United States. Not big on the flopping front. It's like flopping in the NBA. It's part of the game. It's unfortunate, but it's part of the game. And some Americans don't like it because that's what it's theatrical and they don't like it and it's artificial. Too bad. That is soccer. That is what it is. That's the rant. That's the establishment of the game that we play. That is the world's sport. Not American football. Not basketball. Not baseball. Not cricket. Not hockey. It's soccer, folks. It's soccer. More people in the world play soccer than any other sport. Deal with it. The fact that the United States is finally getting on board is ludicrous. United States should have been on board years ago. Hey, finally, everyone's aboard the bandwagon. Choo-choo, this train ain't stopping. But my big thing is, you folks don't even know that there's a big tournament every, every summer. You guys got to get on board. If you're going to get on board with U.S. soccer, get on. But don't sit here, and if you don't want to get on board, fine. But don't sit here and criticize Jurgen Klinsmann's decision and criticize Sunil Galati's decision to extend Jurgen Klinsmann through that 2018 World Cup. Guess what? Deal with it. Jurgen Klinsmann, and I, this is pretty extreme, Jurgen Klinsmann, in my opinion, is the savior of U.S. soccer. Fina, are you mad? The savior of U.S. soccer? Seriously? Seriously, bro. He is the savior of U.S. soccer. And the reason why I'm saying it is because what he's done tactically to this team is absolutely incredible. How they're playing, very German. 
and the talent pool that he's expanded. You guys don't know. And you guys also have a problem of, oh, why is there so many foreigners on the team? That's so un-American, bro. Bro, you are ridiculous. Those men and women that have served our country are the byproducts of these U.S. men's national players. They're born on German air or on U.S. bases in foreign countries. You really going to criticize that? You're going to really criticize the son of a service man or woman? Seriously? Come on. They're Americans. They hold an American passport. And I consider them American. And Sunil Gulati, hats off to you because I've been very critical of you. In my future, in my past rather, and in my future, <laughs> futuristic Fino, I will be and I have been very critical of Sunil Gulati in the past. And yeah, I will be in the future. You better believe it. But he did something right. His response to those critics, skeptics of why the United States has so many foreign influence on their team is because, hey, I am not going to scorn the men and women that have served our country so faithfully and honorably. And I'm not going to let their son play because they were serving, they were out serving the country outside the United States. And you're seriously going to tell them they can't play? Good luck because that ain't going to fly. Those guys are as American as you, my, and I. Any one of us. Period. Your mom, your aunt, your abuela, any one of you, she's just as American, he is just as American as any one of us. So stop criticizing that. Sick and tired of explaining myself. They are men and women. They deserve to be Americans, and they are in foreign countries, and their son is a great service to this men's national team. Unbelievable. Tim Howard, I'm not even going to finish ranting on you because you're exceptional. You're the reason why the United States was in that game. It's not fair you had it. And, you know, he was very diplomatic. Uh, it's my job to stop the shots in front of me. Yeah, Timmy, it's your job to stop the shots, but it's not your job to make 16 saves in a record-setting performance in a World Cup. Because if your offense and, <laughs> and if your defense isn't playing better than that, you know what? Guess what? United States doesn't deserve to have found the quarterfinals against Argentina. They just don't. It's not worth it. They played exceptionally. So hats off to the United States. And ha you know what? Hats off to Jurgen Klinsmann. Because I was very critical of his roster selection. And guess what? I still will be. I still think Landon Donovan would have made a difference on this roster. And he was, he was wrongfully omitted. He was. And any soccer guy will tell you that he was wrongfully omitted. Because there's no way. And I know it looks crappy now. Julian Green doesn't play a minute. Up until those final minutes. And he scored. He scored. He's the reason why he gave the United States a stinking chance to even win that game after playing so poorly against Belgium. But guess what? Julian Green should have not have been on the roster. And, you know, he'll say there's no, there was no backdoor deal that if you commit to the United States, you'll be on the roster. Yeah, give me a break. Sky's green? Yeah. No way. No way. Get out of here. There was definitely some type of deal, and I have nowhere to prove this. This is just Fino being Fino, guys. I have no way of proving it, that there was a deal in place, backdoor, that allowed Julian Green to be on this World Cup roster. Because he was flipping in between nations, Germany, United States, and he would have played in, for Germany. So, oh, nothing. Oh, yeah, we just get the leftover German scraps. Shut up. Just shut up. Leave the soccer to people that know about the sport. And to get your information and to get your advice and to get your tactical, strategic knowledge, 
leave it to the people that care about the game. Because you folks that don't care about the game and want to make an opinion, yeah, everyone has an opinion here. But if you want to make some ludicrous opinion that makes absolutely no sense, keep it to yourself, please. I don't want to hear it. So the reason why Julian Green was on this roster was, my opinion, a backdoor deal with Jurgen Klinsmann, Sunil Galati, and whatever U.S. men's soccer official, whatever U.S. soccer federation official, whatever need be, they did whatever they could to get him on the roster and get him to commit to the United States. Hey, good job. Because now you have a kid that's 18 years old that is going to be competing for the United States in future matches and big-time tournaments. Hats off to Jurgen Klinsmann for making that happen. What about DeAndre Yedlin? I was very critical of this roster selection. Boy, hey, I'm very critical to dole out my opinion, to say who's wrong, and to say who's right. Guess what? Fino is wrong in this situation. Totally wrong. I was so against DeAndre Yedlin's selection to this men's national team. I was irate. What has he done for me lately? Huh, I was very quick to say nothing. Very quick. But if you want to sit here and tell me that DeAndre Yedlin should not have been on this roster after this World Cup, you are insane. Coming into this Belgian game after a Fabian Johnson injury, cold-footed, no warm-up, and to have somewhat of an impact on the game like he did, kudos. Kudos. And smart veteran knowledge by Graham Zussi, from Michael Bradley, from giving him cover underneath when he stretched out wide and when he stretched long. He knew we had that because when you're a 20-year-old like DeAndre Yedlin is, he's 20. You don't have that knowledge. But hats off to Graham Zussi and half off to Michael Bradley for giving him the cover he needed when he can stretch and go wide. wide. Kudos. That's just veteran leadership there. You know what? The United States had a lot of leadership. But hey, Clint Dempsey, hats off to you too. That first goal a minute and 31 seconds in, whatever it was, against Ghana in the first World Cup game, massive. That set the standard for the United States. After that goal, it was almost like, yes, we can. I believe. I believe that. I believe that we. I believe that we will win. To me, that mantra, yes, it did start before that game, but after that Dempsey goal, when no one gave the United States a chance to get out of this group, group of death, they get out. And I think that goal, Dempsey's first 30 seconds, fastest goal in U.S. soccer history in the World Cup. Whoa. That, to me, set the standard. Ghana gets a late goal. Boom. You think it's going to be a draw? United States is not going to be able to get out of the group. Zussi takes the corner. John Brooks, another German-American, making his debut in a World Cup. Off the bench, seriously, he comes in and scores that goal. Another big-time performance. And to me, that's the story of this World Cup, guys, is all the unsung heroes. All the unsung heroes have been in this tournament. DeAndre Yedlin. John Brooks. I'll say it. Julian Green in that last game. Kyle Beckerman. Just names you would not expect to be big. And definitely, I think the Josie Altador injury hampered the United States in this tournament. What could have been if Josie was healthy, right? What would have happened? Would the United States have gone further in this tournament? 
Couldn't even tell you. Could not even tell you. But you know what? I can tell you this. This team is going to be good for years to come. And America, open your eyes. Because if you really want to see a team that will compete and play hard under Jurgen Klinsmann, watch this team. Not just in World Cups, guys. Not just in World Cups. 2015 Gold Cup. Oh, why is that tournament important, Fino? I'll tell you why it's important. CONCACAF changed the rules. Oh, uh, they changed the rules. Yes, they did. Typical. You figured out of that FIFA. But corrupt CONCACAF. Now, let's just change the rules. Let's just change the rules. Okay? So they changed the rules. 2013 Gold Cup, the winner would go to the Confederation Cup. What used to happen in CONCACAF. Every, the tournament is held every four years. I'm sorry, every two years. But every four years... It would be a bigger deal because that would be the qualifying spot for the CONCACAF Champions League. I'm sorry, not the Champions League, for the uh, FIFA Confederation Cup Champions League. I'm thinking my Red Bulls. That's another story. So every four years, the CONCACAF Gold Cup would represent, the winner would represent a spot in the FIFA Confederation Cup. And the FIFA Confederation Cup is the year before the World Cup. Basically a World Cup of Champions. That's the story there. So going forward, big time. Big time for the United States. So they win that tournament, but CONCACAF changes the rules. This Gold Cup coming up in 2015, the way they did it was the winner of the 2013 and the 2015, each one would play in a playoff of two legs to decide who would be the representative of CONCACAF in that Confederations Cup in 2017 in Russia. The Americans have already won, already won in 2013. Oh, yeah. Who led that tournament in goals, in assists, in points? If you want to say points. There's no points in soccer. But for you Americans, let's, uh, I'm an American too, but let's Americanize this. Landon Donovan. Anyway, just had to say that. So in this tournament, Landon makes an impact. But in this next tournament, will he make an impact? Will he be on the roster? That remains to be seen. But it's so imperative for the United States to win that 2015 Gold Cup so there is no playoff. If the United States won that tournament along with the 2013 one. Playoff is nay because both teams would represent the United States. That being said, they would represent CONCACAF in Russia, 2017 CONFED Cup. Side note, no team that has won the Confederation Cup has ever won the Gold Cup. Madden Curse, Americanized. Who won the 2013 Confederation Cup? Brazil. Will Brazil realistically not win their World Cup in their own nation? Hmm. Something's got to give, right? Something's got to give. But I'll tell you what's got to give here. Folks, open your eyes. Look yourself in the mirror. U.S. soccer is here to stay. And if you don't believe it, go home. Don't care. Don't critique. Don't t t tactically strategize what they should and should not do. Leave it for people that care about the game and support the team thick and through, thin and thin, whatever you want to say, expressions that make no sense, I don't care. The point is, support this team or not. Don't pick and choose when you want to support the team. Pick a side, bro. Oh, I, I'm just a World Cup fan. What does that mean? I'm just Super Bowl. I only watch an NFL for Super Bowl. Come on. Stick with this team. 
They're very exciting. And you see all the watch parties, Kansas City, New York City, Chicago. Chicago was so impressive, even in Detroit. Those watch parties were impressive. Nations are taking awareness that the United States is becoming a soccer nation. They're scared. They're scared. Under Jurgen Klinsmann, anything is possible. I've said it earlier in the podcast. He's the savior of U.S. soccer. The savior. Look yourself in the mirror. Jump on board. And if you don't want to jump on board, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Go away. Go home and don't care about the team. Because this train isn't stopping. Get on the train or guess what? Get off it. Because when it comes down to it, this team is here to stay. Hashtag USMNT. Hashtag 1N1T. One nation, one team. I don't care what you want to say about Chris Wondolowski, what you want to say about Michael Bradley, what you want to say about any player on this team, Kyle Beckerman and Setter, whatever. This team made me proud. And I'm happy to be a fan and supporter through all the ups and downs about this team. This team made me proud to be an American. Keep it here. Fino's rant as always. Check it out on the Impact website or the sports website. Impact89fm.org slash sports is where you can catch Fino's rant. I'm Anthony Serafino, more known as Fino, host of the Pact every Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. on 88.9 FM, WDBM East Lansing. As every Monday, folks, we embrace the Spartan debate. For now, I'm Fino. Rant out.